What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Cinemasker podcast. I'm your host James, coming at you from the nerd room, working on nerd stuff. And I got Justin and Ryan over here at the Screenwave office. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Uh, I guess I'm a, I'm a guest this week. Yeah, you're finally a guest on the Cinemasker podcast. Uh, it was a long journey from this chair over to this chair. Right, because every week you do a podcast with Mike on the same set. Yeah, but but I, I, I made it safely, and I'm happy to be here, James. I'm sorry, sorry we couldn't be together in one place for this. You know? Yeah, so... We're going to talk some, uh, you know, movies we've seen, games we've played, some fun stuff. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, everybody. It's me, Kieran. And I'm here to talk to you about Ridge Wallets. Ditch that old bulky wallet. Get rid of them bumps in your pants. And sandwich up to 12 cards between alloys and synthetic fibers and a whole bunch of wild styles. Like the tropical aluminum wallet. Say aloha to this state-of-the-art blending of high-tech metal and hibiscus flower prints. And I mean aloha as in hello, not goodbye. I know it means both greetings. This wallet is awesome. So hello, wallet. I'm glad you're here. And they don't just make wallets either. They, they make other things like the summit knife and the bolt action ridge pen. You want to write stuff and make people look at you different? Make people go, man, that's a, that's a guy who has something, something going on. You write with this, people will go, wow! And you may be saying, Kieran, you seem to really like these products, and I do, but so do 40,000 others. It even has a lifetime warranty and a 45-day test drive. So head on over to ridge.com slash cinemassacre and use our code cinemassacre for 10% off your order. Yeah! Ryan, uh, this is the first time we've been in a video in quite a while, I think. So, yeah, why don't you tell them about, you know, what you do and, like, how long you've been working with me. It's been, like, geez, like, how long now? Like, 15? About 15 years. It has been crazy. The first video I appeared in was the CED video. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I had no intention of being in the video. You were just there. and Yeah, I, I was sitting there. I guess I was working on the servers because at that time... I was working on the Cinemassacre website and the servers were actually in James's basement. We've, we've gone a long way from that, but <laughs> I would come from time to time to do maintenance and look at different things and just catch up on everything that was going on with the servers and the merch and just all the different things we were doing. And James and Mike decided they were going to shoot the video about the CED, which is a outdated, uh, 
video player. It's a video disc player that only existed uh, for a few years in the early 80s. I was listening to them talk and I'm like, oh, I know what this stands for. And, and I couldn't help it. I'm like, it's a capacitance electronic disc. I think we mispronounced it too. I think we said, uh, capacit- uh, I don't know, we said, we said it the wrong way. And then you came in and corrected us. We're like, oh, cool. Well, let's, let's have you come in and help us out. You know, yeah. I, I, I never know. You know, I still get questions about that video, like even now. Oh really? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like it's definitely one that comes up from time to time. Like here's where Ryan came from. Oh, that's funny because like I almost forgot about that. It was like part of a series we did of uh, like uh, outdated uh, media formats, right? Like we did LaserDisc and um, sixteen millimeter film and stuff like that. Yeah, you you and Mike both have pretty crazy collections of outdated media formats. Yeah, yeah. I still want to get Umatic or Umatic. Um, I haven't gotten that one yet, but it's pretty hard to find. Oh, I also, um, someone was telling me, um, someone that we work with, that people are taking Laserdisc and using a lathe to cut them so you could use your Laserdisc on a record player. Really? You know what I mean? Like it cuts in all the grooves like a record would have. So you uh. can play it on like like with like a needle and everything. So it's a laser disc, which clearly wouldn't work as a laser disc anymore. Right. But you use it for that. But the trouble is laser discs are so expensive, even the cheap, stupid ones, that no one wants the, the cost to do that. But it was a cool one. Because like, oh, it'd be cool if we could do like the ABGN game soundtrack, like do like 50 of them on laser disc, but it's a record, you know? That's so like, weird. So weird. Because I was also talking about, you know, people like, you know, like Lunch Meat VHS or Vinegar Syndrome. They bring back all these movies from back in the day, um, put things on VHS tape, but no one's putting anything on Laserdisc anymore. I guess all the facilities are yeah. gone or whatnot, but I, I was like, you know. I wonder if there's even a factory that can make it, because for a while there, vinyl w was waning in popularity for, for decades, but now vinyl is a hot format. It's it's you know they're they're actually building new vinyl plants to make more vinyl because everybody's yeah, in, in fact one burned down or something and it ruined all the vinyl producing for like the whole country like there's only four places that do it and one went away and it was a huge problem. I I just the last vinyl that I bought was the Quake, the Nine Inch Nails Quake soundtrack. There you go. But I got it on vinyl on Black Friday. It was they do like Black Friday vinyl days. Oh wow. Where you can go and, you know, they had like Black Friday releases. And I don't know if it was one of those, but it was right next to the bin. And I'm like, I have to have this. Oh, cool. I actually bought a cassette the other day. Oh, wow. A couple of cassettes. It was, um, I, I went to this concert actually, um, you know, got to go out to a concert. Pretty cool. Uh, it was a small venue in Philly. Um, the band was Cybertronic Spree. Oh, cool. Yeah. They dress up in full Transformers costumes and they play you know, everything from like the Transformers 86 soundtrack to like, you know, all kinds of other covers by Heart, Led Zeppelin. Um, they did the, they did like a really heavy metal version of the Mortal Kombat theme. Um, it was awesome. It was a really great show. Yeah, I, I've seen them at um, Retrocon. Retrocon. Yeah, they're usually there. I think they were there this year, but the, all they did was a show, I think. The opening artist was Essinger, who was really awesome, too, and had like um, neo-noir kind of atmosphere so i bought a cassette from both of them oh nice that's what made me think of it when yeah talking about outdated uh formats yeah 
but yeah, I guess to get back on topic, you were talking about we were talking about outdated media and also you doing stuff with Cinemassacre, and we've made a lot of outdated media constantly. Right. Uh, yeah. So I guess keep going with that. You're talking about the CED. So so I was so I was working on the CED video. I, w- I was always working on Cinemassacre on the website and the merch and a bunch of different ad related things. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've been, I've been working with James a long time on a lot of different things on and off YouTube. And, you know, I think the thing I had the most fun with was doing the Blu-ray for the, for the movie. That was an amazing Blu-ray, by the way, like 10 hours of content and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I I I was really really proud of that. I worked with that from uh, Fred with Fred Wood, who did all of that. Uh, Justin worked with me on a lot of the graphics and things like that. That was like the first time I really got into big shipping, like pallets and pallets of discs just going all over the place. And now we have a warehouse. And now we have a whole warehouse full of product for tons of channels and yeah, all and of convention that. Convention displays and all Conventions. Sorts of stuff. It yeah. just got out of control. Yeah. I remember when we were starting all that. I'm like, oh, that, that shit is not coming here. <laughs> I'm like, we need somewhere where all that goes. Yeah. Right now, just AVGN and Cinemassacre stuff is probably eight pallet positions, so eight pallets of stuff, and it's constantly changing what we're offering. And for, for Black Friday this year, actually, what I'm working on now is we announced that the AVGN 1 and 2 Deluxe was coming out physically on PS4 and Switch, working with limited-run games. Yep. Yeah, we've been, we've been sleeping on that for a while, but decided to finally launch it for Black Friday. So we're putting out the 1 and 2 Deluxe, the PS4 and uh, Switch version with limited run games. But with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're announcing Mike and I and Megacat Studios have been working together on an NES AVGN game for about a year. Like that'll play on physical NES hardware. It'll play on physical NES. They have the technology to make it run on like PlayStation, PC, and uh, Switch as well. So you're going to be able to play the game on a physical NES cart. You're going to be able to play it on a PC. You're going to be able to play it on your Switch and your PlayStation. We've kind of just figured out the uh, systems, basically, of how it's going to go, how many levels, who the bosses are. We got some great concept art that I want to throw up here. Um, 
the one character I'm really proud of is we have a, a, a Grim Reaper that is in the uh, Friday the 13th Jason colors that actually when you start the fight, he flips you off. It's a it's a cool <laughs> experience. Yeah, because Sam Beddoes is helping with that too, right? Yeah, Sam has been working on getting the control down, basically taking the control that we built in Unity for the new game and get the f- look and feel of the nerd down to work on an NES. Yeah. It's like a titanic effort. You think that these, the games that that we made, the AVGN games on PlayStation and, and Switch are retro games, but they're really not. Well, that's kind of the, ironically, that's kind of the point of episode 200 for AVGN, where it's kind of like, it's actually really hard to make any an NES game, and I know there's some challenges. Part, part one's come out, but more things will happen. Yeah, and he talks about that in it too. He like, talks about how there's limitations on the NES. Um, as I know, he was the perfect guy to get for this role in the video because he knows all that stuff, like what an NES can do and what are the type of problems that can happen in it. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll 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 leave it at I'll leave it little spoiler free there. But uh, oh, and I played the AVGN game on the physical cartridge. Uh, work in progress right now, but uh, it's looking pretty cool. Yeah, I was re- I was really happy that that we got to share that and play that. Developing an NES game is so different from anything that I've ever done. There's there's so many limitations. There's so many things you have to think about. But it should be a really fun like nerd experience something completely different we're, we're trying our goal wasn't just to make an nes game it was to make a good nes game and those are two very as you know <laughs> having played a lot of bad nes games you know trying to make a good nes game is a major challenge i i can imagine i i, I would never make one myself <laughs> but i can imagine and remember, this is this is an AVGN game three, like one one and two deluxe is one and two. It's kind of like a spiritual NES successor, kind of yeah, like a spiritual sequel kind of thing. We do, um, we are thinking about a three. Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations about three. Um, we're we're gonna get this NES one out. We're gonna then, get it up and running, and then figure it out, and then and then we're figuring out three. But you know the the plans we have, like with the technology for three, it's gonna be really cool when we when we do make it. Mm. Well, I, I guess before we move on, I want to talk about the um, limited run edition of one and two deluxe. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Let's I, do that. I have the boxes right here. I'll hold them up. Um, you know, for people listening to the podcast version, I'm holding up the games right now. Yeah, I like how it looks like uh, it, it looks like an NES box. It's got the seal of approval and the LJN rainbow. Yeah, there is a reversible cover, so it looks like the Friday the 13th box art, but with James on there. Um, yeah, we have it for, um, you know, there's, there's no backs on these right now because they're just, you know, they're just mocks I made. I, like, printed them out myself. I don't know. I like making little mocks. Yeah, so just, Justin is, you know, one thing a lot of people don't know about Justin is he's an amazing uh, designer of physical product. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of work like doing vehicle wraps and different products like prior to working at Screenwave. Like the uh, the checks boxes were you, right, in the checks episode? Yeah, I, I did the checks quest box. I've done a majority of the props the last so many years. Um, me and... Um, Brutal checks! Me and Tiny Ninja uh, attacking those together. 
Yeah. And so, here's a boys. yeah. So that's the, these are the reverses, you know, I, it, it's funny how much work goes into little details, like how much white space you have and all of that, you know, Justin sees things he can see, like if it's off by a pixel, <laughs> he'll, he'll be like, Oh, we got to change that. Well, there's you know? like huge email chains with limited run where I'm like, we need to move this a millimeter over and stuff. <laughs> I can be really anal and annoying with stuff like that. But um, yeah, so those are still for pre-order uh, right now. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be getting those in the next few months, and then they'll go out. Um, people ask why it's not on Xbox. It's because Xbox has minimum orders where you have to order a lot, like yeah. 50,000, something like that, and we don't know what that would be. So it's easier just to work with PlayStation and Nintendo, unfortunately. So sorry if you are an Xbox aficionado. But, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, what, what's what's difficult with the Xbox is there's no concept of a limited release. So, um, you, you know, it would have to be a full retail release. And, you know, the, the quantities just, just aren't there, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for most indie releases. Um, yeah, aside from that, I helped design the BFG edition with Yoshi Vu. Uh, you're kind of like my Vanna White. Here. Okay, yeah, I can hold this. Um, and what I'm excited about with this one is we finally put out the Disc Nine uh, edition, which is which you know finishes the box for the time being. This is um, seasons 13 and 14, so 2019 and 2021. Uh, you know, so you have Chex Quest on here, you have Pepsi Man on here, you have the Simpsons episode with the animation in the beginning, you have the Spawn episode with me as Clown. That's fun. I'm going to share a little secret with everybody. If you look inside the box here, there's a little shit pickle. Yeah, a lot of right people there. didn't notice we put a shit pickle in a the box. A lot of people don't notice that. Um, but yeah, so this is Disc 9. I made it out of paper. A lot of people on the website said, that looks like crap. I'm like, yeah, because I made it on paper. It, it doesn't exist yet. It's a pre-order. <laughs> so I have a little paper. Disc 9 fits right in that blue box in the place that it should go. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so, you know, we get a lot of emails and stuff too. Uh, this is technically X6 yes. if you're playing along at home because X1 was the first 100 episodes. And then X2 and 3 are now out of print. Uh, Ready for Revenge is number uh, 4 in the Blu-ray set. But we probably should have called it X4 because people are getting confused. X5, unfortunately, only exists in the BFG BFG. Blu-rays. And this is X6, which is disc 9. So the goal was to... It was so complicated before. And then, you know, James, with the screw attack versions and the regular DVDs and the Blu-rays, it gets a little confusing what's where. So we just put it in all in one place. It's the BFG of Blu-rays, the big fucking group of Blu-rays. And you add a few more onto it. There's spaces for one more of these. And it makes sense. And it's easy, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you know what? There should be an angry video game nerd chronologically chronologically confused about the dvds and blu-rays of the nerd you know yeah. what we, we, we should do that for like a like a short version for when this actually comes out when you can actually that would be buy fun it physically. that is a good idea yeah yeah because um there's other things too like because uh, the dvds and i didn't catch this but it, it doesn't seem like it really mattered anyway but that they were called seasons the second time when they should have been volumes because they weren't technically seasons. i mean now we refer to seasons by years like we're now there, there's not really such a thing. It's like, okay, well, this year is a season, right? And next year is the next season. But before it was like when the game trailers contract would expire. So that's where I counted them before. Um, because it was like, here, here is the... Because um, like a TV show, you know how they renew it? Right. When, uh, it, so it's like, this has an end, but it could be renewed for another term. You know, So that's where I counted the seasons before. But then... 
I've actually made a table. I've made like a chart to to help with this one time. I've, I think I've seen that. It, it's, it, was it on the website? It was on the website. And, and now, as you know, we brought the website back. So maybe we'll start putting more blog posts and stuff on there, like stuff like that. That's another thing to mention is that we're working on the website too. The website had a, a major revamp recently. It looks great now because a lot of people have been asking me like, hey, you know, the website's kind of like you haven't touched it in a long time. But now we've like put a lot of the old videos back on there. Um, you know, we've, we've, the, the site's looking awesome again and, uh, there's still more we're, we're going to do just letting everybody know. Recently, I took the old website and I made a big document of every single article that was on the old website and what YouTube video or it goes to, or whether that video is like lost and we would have to get it from the sources. So I have this like huge map and I gave it to Justin and Kieran and all of them. And they're going to start digging through that or having someone dig through that and start uploading some of the old stuff, like the, uh, like all the turtle Tuesdays and yeah, all we, of, all of that stuff. The goal forgot about those because you know, yeah. we were using all the WordPress stuff and stuff. The goal is to get monster man. That's on there fully and finalized with the back end on odyssey. So there's no issues with it being taken down or anything like that. All AVGN board James, a lot of the shows are on there. Now we got to go back and do all the other content and all like the, uh, like, you know, um, Rocky Jump the Park Bench and all these other old classic videos. Follow um, that marshmallow. Follow that marshmallow. Yeah, all that stuff has to get on there. <laughs> Even like, you know, small little things that, you know, have to be on there and other shows, but it, that takes a lot of uh, effort because, you know, you got to make a, a, a post for each thing. So it's going to be like a huge manual. And it process. has to be on the right date and it has to be, there's a lot that has to happen. Yeah, but it so will happen. It will happen. 20, 2021, 2022 is all about getting that back. Fully. on there with the new search and all the stuff. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited to go back through Cinemassacre history of the last, you know, decade plus and finding all the videos that we forgot about. Oh yeah. This is this is nice. It's an actual Cinemassacre podcast about Cinemassacre. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Instead of shooting the shit, but I, I guess we can move over to the shooting the shit section of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I could update you on like some stuff I saw, you know, cuz that's that's always, you know, a fun thing. I love being able to you know, whenever I watch something or I play something, it kind of, you know, I always think about like, oh, when do I get to talk about this? Or what should I do with this information in my brain before I forget about it? Um, so nothing big, but um, I actually played, uh, I played Metroid Dread a little bit. Uh, I'm horrible at it. Even though it's so classic, it's it's just like, you know, it's it's the basic sort of style of the old Metroid games. And Super Metroid is up there with my favorites. It might be like my second favorite game under Link to the Past. Um, but I think uh, nowadays I usually like games where you have more freedom to explore. Metroid Dread, and you know, in true Metroid fashion, you're a little bit more boxed in where you have to solve something before you can get to the next part of the maze. You know what I mean? You know, I, I think Metroid Dread did a really good job of two things. The first thing is, is Nintendo games, many, most, are very easy. Yeah. Metroid Dread is not an easy game. Oh, good. So it's not just me then. Oh, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> I, I think with the Emmys hunting you and all of that. Yeah, the Emmys. Yeah. But I also get, I get lost a lot in it. Like, like there's been a couple times where I was so stuck. Uh, I mean, I've only put in like, okay... I mean, I don't know how long of a game it is, but I've put in like maybe three hours so far yeah. in total. Um, I've twice had to look at a walkthrough just to get past 
a part where I was stuck. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job of constraining you in certain areas, but there's a lot of there's a lot of places where it's like, oh come on. Like where it's not quite clear where you're supposed to bomb or go. The best example is when you finish the first area, you go up the ladder, you go up the elevator into the second area, and you go all around and there's nowhere to go. And you end up having to shoot a wall on the left, but, but you, you had never done that before. Mm -hmm. Right. And I get, it's a callback to a part of Norfair and super Metroid where you do the same exact thing. It's just mirrored, Mm -hmm. but the average person who's playing this game wasn't even born when super Metroid came out. Yeah. Right. They they weren't even alive. So they're not going to know to do that. And, and well, considering Metroid is a Metroidvania game, do you hear about that? Did you know that? Oh, is um, it? I'd like to see a, you know, like Metroid Dread style reboot for Castlevania. Yeah. When's the last time Castlevania made a game that was like a Castlevania game? Yeah. All right, Konami. I have, I have a big, big idea for you, Konami. Make a game with Alucard in it in a big castle. Thank you. I'll take my check now. Right. So you, you, you want to make Symphony of the Night too? Just make Symphony of the Night too. Just just make it. We don't need we don't need any uh, just Belmont. We don't need any of the Game Boy characters. I don't need anything. Yeah. Make a game. You know what? I, I even got a title for you because I was sleeping on a. Uh, I love this, by the way. A Castlevania fan fiction type thing that me and my friends were doing back in high school. Like it's supposed to be a video of whatever, but call it Nocturne of the Eclipse. It's like it's like kind of a cool title. And, I love it. Do and it. the subtitles note. So Castlevania Ship note. It. Nocturne <laughs> of the Eclipse. Make it happen. I, I think it'd be a fun game. You, you just make it like Metroid Dread. Like you have like you have the Emmys, but you you do you know it's like I don't know the Grim Reaper. You know, figure it out. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. That would be cool. They recently did a call for indie studios to send them ideas for what to do with Castlevania. Who did? Uh, Konami did. Really? Yeah. Wow, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're like, hey, indie studios, what do you got? I guess that was like a month or two ago. So we'll see if anything comes out of that. Well, I can't wait for the the Switch Pachinko game to come out. (laughs) And by the way, we do have the the Castlevania Pachinko machine in the other room because I like collecting the bad Konami game things, but... (sighs) It's, yeah, it's throwing some error, and I can't. Yeah, we have read three it. James in the office. You've seen them. You've been here. We have three pachinko machines. A, a patchy slot, patchy like slot, slot machines yeah. from Japan. Okay, we have Silent Hill, Castlevania, and Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid Three, which is the only way to get the HD cutscenes. Thanks, Konami. But all, all if, if if anyone knows anything about Japanese patchy slot, can you please message me on Twitter? Because they're all throwing an error for some reason, and I can't read them. And when I translate them, they still don't make any sense. Yeah. I, I know you're trying to learn Japanese right now. I know James has some kanji under his belt. But this is, like, highly technical, stupid crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it, and I'm like, I... I could tell you phonetically what it says, yeah. but that doesn't it's help. Like so that, that's the way I am too. Like <laughs> I can read stuff phonetically a lot, but I can't. Um, you would still need to translate that. Yeah, yeah. this is like subboard processing unit seventeen needs X Y Z, and I'm like, well, I bet it does. And we have no parts, so we good have zero, luck. zero parts. Zero parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, if, if we should we should pitch them Castlevania note. That'd be good. Oh, oh, it even has a good acronym. Well, if I'm going to pitch it, I would say, if, if I were to pitch it, I'd say, actually, like, make the castle, like, the last part of the game. Like, it, it, like the old ones, where the castle can still be a big part with, like, many levels inside it. 
but can't there be a lead a lead up to the castle anymore like have like a stage in a graveyard and then a stage in like a swamp yeah you know have all these different environments you know before you get to the castle because that's what i miss that's cool how about we do it like it's like castlevania 2 where you're on this kind of like this mission kind of thing that leads up to it or maybe even multiple characters, like in three, and do like a whole thing, like, yeah, a, like that, an octopath traveler, where you pick someone and then they all meet up at the end. That's that's the problem with with Castlevania too, right? It's got like this huge world, and then there's no payoff because the castle's just empty. Right. Imagine if you had like Castlevania two, and it was all doing what it was doing, but then there's an actual castle that's worth a damn. Or maybe things that you did outside of it matter, like you won't fight this boss or that depending on what you did in the real world. That'd be awesome. I, I don't know if like Bloodstained or anyone did any concepts like that, but I don't think so. Yeah. So there's another game I played um, called Donut County, and um, a lot of the games I play are the ones that my daughter plays. So what happens in Donut County? Well, it's the only game I know where you play as a whole. Your character is a whole Oh, yeah. Here, see, so you, like, move it around, and things fall into it. It's like reverse Katamari. Yeah, and it has a feel. Like, you actually kind of feel like um, when things fall, they don't just get sucked down. They kind of, like, wiggle into it, and you have to kind of move it around to, like, get the objects to fall. Oh, wow. And then it gets more and more complicated how you have to do all these um, these things to clear the level. But what makes the game weird and quirky and funny is is the dialogue in it 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 just has this really weird kind of witty um really offbeat uh sense of humor um it's really hard to explain but uh yeah it's one of the weirdest games i've played in a while oh that's cool is that a phone game is it is it mobile it's on uh well it might be but it's on we play on switch oh okay Wow, that's cool, Donut County. I gotta, I gotta try that. I have to say that I was a big fan of the Katamari games. Yeah, me where too. You, where you roll, you, you get to the point where you're like rolling up the whole planet, basically. Yeah, in the solar system, yeah, all the weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, there's a lot of Katamari games, but the first ones definitely stand out. So, so in the genre of top down, ta- top down, picking things up. Uh, you know, yeah. I guess these are the two standouts. Yeah, or put things in holes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to tell you about some uh, movies or shows I've seen, too. Um, not a lot lately, but uh, there's one I watched called 8-Bit Christmas. Okay. Um, which is basically a Christmas story, but instead of the BB gun, it's a Nintendo that he's trying to get. So this is set in the uh, 80s. Also like a Christmas story, it's being narrated by the adult version, uh, who's played by Neil Patrick Harris. And... Um, He's basically talking all about how he wanted this Nintendo for Christmas and it was like all he wanted. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just funny to see these type of uh, nostalgic movies being made. Yeah, I I, kind of feel bad about that one because there's some similarities to like the trailer to like what the Game Chasers were doing with their movie that hasn't been released oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Because they've been, you know, because they've been editing it and doing all that stuff where this, like, kind of came out first and they had to, he put out, uh, Billy put out a video. He was like, yeah, it's not, sorry, it's not the same, you know, theirs I, came out first, but it, it sucks. And I thought they did a great job in that video because they start the video, the title of the video is We're Suing Them. <laughs> and it's, like, very, like, from, from the title of the video and the thumbnail and everything, it looks like they're going to be very negative 
and like attack the movie. And like for the first minute, he's like very quiet and he gets on and he's like, yeah, I, I hate to tell you we're, we're suing the production studio and all that. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. It is. They're two very different movies. Yeah. But for a while there, like he, he had me, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was all just a, a gag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I think they're, 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 they're booked in January right now for the premiere. So I'm hope I'm hoping I can go out to that in Texas or whatever. But, oh, that would be fun. Um, but yeah, Epic Christmas looked interesting, and it's good to see Neil Patrick Harris back in it doing stuff. Because um, you know he's in the new Matrix movie that's coming out in yeah uh, uh, re- uh, Resurrections. So yeah, I like Neil Patrick Harris. He's yeah, yeah. There's also a whole scene in there with um. Th- there's this one kid who's like the rich kid in the neighborhood, and he's got all the new stuff, and he gets the power glove, <laughs> and uh, that's one of the funniest scenes because it, he's it's a lot like um. You know, in The Wizard with Lucas, and he's got the, the power glove, but he's kicking ass with it. Well, this movie shows you exactly what really would happen, because he's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass with the power glove, and they start playing, and he loses badly <laughs> um, because it sucks. So they, it's the first time I've seen a movie just, like, put down the power glove the way it, it should <laughs> Well, considering the wizard was just a giant commercial for Mario Three and the Power Glove, and like the yeah, there was this other show I, I started watching. I'm in the middle of it. I, in fact, it, I'll probably have finished watching it by the time you see this. But um, hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus uh my wife and i uh lots of we watch stand-up comedies and stuff and um we watched uh some kevin hart uh stand-ups which are really funny but he has this show called uh true story and it's not a comedy at all. It's like a, a dead serious, like Breaking Bad style, um, whoa, like murder thriller suspense series. And um, I didn't know anything about it. You know, we just put it on, and I'm like totally hooked from the first episode, which which does not happen often with me. But um, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything about it. But um, it's basically like your average, um, above average. But I mean typical of uh like plot wise it's typical to like any of those stories which is about where you know it starts with a dead body and they gotta cover it up but it gets worse and worse and the stakes keep getting higher as it goes on so right now like things are out of control and i'm just like you know i I can't wait to see what happens I love that because I'm also watching a series that is about murder and mystery and crime and all of that. I'm really getting into Dexter New Blood, which is like the continuation of the original Dexter show. Did either of you guys watch Dexter? I'm actually not. I mean, I know about it, but I'm yeah. not familiar with, with Dexter. But I know I know it's a big show, but I've never seen it. Yeah. So the idea of Dexter is he's a serial killer and Dexter's deal is is that, you know, every serial killer has, like, a profile of, like, why they do what they do. And he kills bad people, right? So when you're watching Dexter, there's always a balance between him being a killer who kills people, but then the people he kill, like, they're criminals, they're 
you know, they, they do bad things. They're, they're, they're not the type of people, you know, in the show, several of the people he killed were actually other serial killers, right? Yeah, it's the kind of thing where, like, everyone's a bad guy. Like, not, like, to bring up Sopranos again, but it's kind of like you're rooting for him, but you really shouldn't. So the show got to the point where it kind of had to go off the air because the stakes were just so high. And now it's been several years since it went off the air, and it's back, and it, it feels great. I mean, Dexter's older, obviously. Um his his son finds out where he was hanging out, hiding out in the first episode, and you know it's different because the original show took place in Miami, mm. but this one takes place out in the mountains somewhere, and it's very different seeing the character in this like small town setting rather than in Miami in this like big city. But you know my wife and I are watching it, and it's it's been great to watch. It sounds like something I'd like. I think you would. Oh, cool! Did you have to start from the you know? beginning though uh there's a lot of callbacks Probably there's helps. a lot of callbacks this show is for people who have seen the other one but the good news is with like streaming if you wanted to see it you'd find it you know <laughs> well that's a big thing now now you have like like to bring up the sopranos again now you have many saints of newark yeah like a lot of shows are either getting rebooted movies new seasons all that stuff it's kind of it's you know it's kind of like a renaissance for that kind of stuff I'm sorry, other than the references, like, oh, that's Christopher's whatever, it's that's different. this guy. Many States in Newark didn't do it for me like Sopranos did. Um, I love Sopranos. I've probably watched it three or four times all the way through. I want to see that. Many States in Newark, it's okay. Mm. It's not bad. So a lot of people told me if you like Breaking Bad, you got to check out Better Call Saul. Now, a lot of people warned me it's a lot slower, but I was like, I, you know, I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll check it out. And, uh, it's been a while now since I've seen it, but I caught up uh, when like season four was going on, I think. So now I'm all, I think it was season five was the last one. So I basically started watching the new ones as they were coming out. But anyway, I, I saw the entire series of Better Call Saul and I hate to say like it did not hook me whatsoever. I mean, it it had some good moments. Like there were some really good episodes in there, but Oh my God. Like it, it's like watching paint dry. Oh. And, um, there's even, there's even like a part in there where you're, you're watching them paint their office <laughs> and it's this like montage of just painting the walls. I'm like, Oh my God. There, I mean, like I said, there is good stuff in there, but there is so much, like, it just feels like it's stretched out way too much. And Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, not the same thing at all. I'm sorry to say. Did you watch um, El Camino? Oh, El Camino was great. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see what happened to Jesse afterwards. And that's what we got. And I really love the uh, the vacuum cleaner guy. It's so interesting. Like, how does he um, do the stuff he does? How does he erase their identities and do all that? Like, he's such a mysterious character. It's a shame uh, the actor passed away. I think, like, I think the day El Camino came out, actually. Actually, yeah, that was a shame. He was in a lot of old uh, TV stuff and everything. Yeah. So for me lately, I haven't really been playing much. I don't think 
so too much. Uh, you know, been doing a lot of editing and, and podcasts and stuff. Now we're doing a bunch of shows. I watch a lot for Hack the Movies, which is filmed over there on the uh, old rental review set. We're going to see the, the Matrix. It's coming out in uh, IMAX again, the first one. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I said that when I saw that, the Fathom event for the Matrix, yeah. December 7th, I sent him like a zoomed in picture of the date. I'm like, we got to go see the Matrix, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, because I just watched it because I just reviewed uh, the first movie with Rocco from Mega64 and yeah. Tony, and we're going to review Revolu- Revolutions as well, so I'm going to like watch all of them. Sorry. Resurrections. Resurrections. Not re- but I got to watch Revolutions and reload it and watch the whole series. Mind yeah. you, the first one's still perfect and great, and I have no problems with it. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've just been watching a lot of old stuff because there's so many 20, 25th anniversaries right now. I've just been catching up on stuff. I love in the review of that that you did with Tony, you talk about how – it was such a formative movie for you, like from the music to like the style to like the yeah. games to like the whole thing. Yeah, because that got me uh, into cyberpunk stuff, sci-fi, action movies, um, uh, 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 heavy metal music, because that's all over that. Uh, like, you know, I was like 15. This like kind of solidified it. Like, or, like yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff with like techno and computers and hacking. Like I was like super in on the goddamn Matrix. Super in. So that, that was a fun review to do. Yeah, I, I saw that movie like three times in theaters. I loved it. So yeah. I can't wait to see it again. Wow, because I, I didn't even... Matrix was one that just... I, I, I mean, I've obviously seen it, but when it came out, I didn't even know about it. I didn't even hear about it till after like it was on, you know, like video. Uh, I guess it was like probably DVD at that time, I guess. That was one of the first big DVDs to buy because, you know, VHS, like that, that's the Matrix. You can't watch that on fucking... VHS and it had so many bonus features. It was in that awful Warner Brothers case where you have to like peel the plat, you know, like you know, that little pop thing. You yeah, to, like, it pops out like that. Like the Batman one, it's awful. All right, I'm gonna geek out. Like back in the day, your computer couldn't decode a DVD. So, so one Christmas, I actually got an MPEG decoder card that would go in my computer, and I got speakers and I got two movies. I got First Contact and I got The Matrix. Ooh, those are your first two DVDs. Uh, well, they were my first two DVDs, but they were the two that I got when I had DVD on my computer, where it wasn't in the family, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like on the big family TV. I could actually watch DVDs on my computer. And I got First Contact and The Matrix, and listening to that Matrix soundtrack with the subwoofer and the speakers going, and the 5-1 surround sound was just awesome. You I loved got, it. You got taken on a roller coaster. Yeah. I, 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 have, I still have that CD in my car. I think... Um, one of my first DVDs, I think, was Terminator 2. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Terminator 2, Ghostbusters. I remember the menu had the whole like city and the, the Marshmallow Man's coming through it. Yeah, I think in a podcast soon we're going to talk about our favorite like movie formats and all that kind of stuff. Um, my first DVD was a gift, and it was uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucka with Jim Brown. <laughs> It's like a black exploitation movie. It's really good. Cool. It's, it's like a comedy on that. And my first Blu-ray was Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. But I had a huge DVD collection, like huge. I eventually sold it all. And now the only Blu-rays I own are like maybe – like it's, I just stream everything. Like I don't – like I try not owning too much stuff aside from my Gengar addiction upstairs. Right. Um, but you know, the only Blu-rays I own are the movies I love, like Leon the Professional and Fifth Element, not to bring up Luke Besson movies, or you know, like Jurassic Park 1 and just think Starship Troopers, things that I actually really care about. I, ver- I even have less 4K Blu-rays, maybe like – 
some anime, you know, like Ninja Scroll and stuff. Just stuff that I like want to keep forever, not so much. Yeah. But, um, I bought the uh, the Evangelion, the rebuilds. I have the first three. I guess the fourth one's not out yet. Uh, th- uh, 3.0 plus 1.0. Yeah. The fourth one. Yeah. Is that out? We, we need. Uh, I don't know if it's on physical yet, but the movie's out. You can watch. We it gotta. On. We gotta watch those. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. James isn't an anime guy. But yeah, I guess we'll wrap this up. And again, Kieran's not here because he's editing episode 200. Uh, but you can watch him tonight. He streams every Tuesday and all, most days of the week on Twitch. You can watch him at twitch.tv slash Kiern with five E's, whatever. Oh, he just made partner, too, so congratulations yeah. there. I don't know if we brought that up on oh, the Oh, he's podcast. like a partner at the firm now? Yeah, he's a good partner. It's like a yeah. succession kind of thing. Right. Yeah. He had to knock someone off the top spot. Yeah. And if you want to get, uh, you know, pre-order the new game and stuff like that, or the new physical version of that, or disc nine of the BFG edition, I'll have links in the description for that, too. Cool. All right, cool, guys. I'm going to get back to some nerd stuff. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was fun having you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Cinemassacre podcast. See you next Tuesday. Check out more episodes at Cinemassacre.com or wherever you fill up your ear holes with podcasts.